and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. I know you missed me. Matt, of course, is on Twitter as uh, Horizon Matt. You can follow us on Twitter as well, at HorizonRT. You can follow us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Horizon Roundtable. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, you see kind of a separation between the top four teams and the rest of the league, it it would appear. There, I'm, see, I'm sensing the trend. There was a slight separation. Okay, okay. Like we, we, we might have the makings of something here, maybe, sort of, kind of, maybe for now. Yeah, and, um, and Antoine Davis has entered the chat. We'll get to him later, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he must have been listening. He must have. So, but it still, it's, so it, I, if I did my math correctly, if I did my math correctly and I'm not misreading the formula of the Horizon League at all, it appears that after this weekend, with the weekend sweeps, Cleveland State and Wright State have clinched at least the first round by. They are I they clinched to be so. being in the top four teams. I, I I I'm not a math guy, but I believe that to be correct. Okay, yes, because we were having this conversation. Yes, because yes, so so Cleveland State and, and Wright State are for sure at least going to get a first round by. They're guaranteed a top four spot. We got two weeks left, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, especially on the Cleveland State end, where everybody didn't think they were going to do this like at all, <laughs> like even close. Um, including, uh, you know, going up to uh, Oakland and, and sweeping. And I got to talk about the Saturday game because that Saturday game was probably the most bizarre thing I've ha- seen in a long time that didn't involve Cleveland State losing, actually. <laughs> oh, man. So, I yeah, the whole weekend was weird. I was there Friday, was not able to be there yesterday, which, man, did I miss something. I, 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 you clearly did, man. It was just insane. Especially the last minute of that game. So the last minute of the game, we had like about three reviews. <laughs> Nobody wanted to make any decisions about anything. Yep. No, they really didn't. And well, the only one who did make a decision apparently was the clock uh, was the timekeeper who got a little rant, got a little overly uh, eager to start the game back up and turned on the clock about a second before everybody else wanted to start. And, co- and cost Oakland overtime. It cost Oakland overtime. That is true, and because the the play that was set up for the <clears throat> closing seconds of that game, it actually uh, Oakland executed perfectly, and they would have tied the ball game and they would have won in overtime. But somebody started. There were two point six. I think there were two point six seconds left in the game. Somebody decided it would be an excellent idea to start the it, before they started it before the refs whistled to start. Or something like that, and the they got the layup and it didn't count. It was I felt so bad because like when they actually did it right, Spider Johnson stole the ball and the ball game was over. Well, yeah, they had a second chance. And I mean, it it was it was picture perfect. Even with the clock, they still laid it up in time. It went to Oakland's only senior, Kevin Kangu. It was a perfect play. Yeah. This weekend, if you didn't watch the games, um, usually Oakland has Neil Rule on play by play and Dan Waterstrad, a former player, doing uh, color, and. Yes. Uh, Dan, Dan was out this week, and I believe uh, him and his wife were expecting a child, so that was cool. And um, Oakland was playing and had uh, former Western Michigan coach Steve Hawkins and Hawk uh, doing yeah. uh, doing color. And Hawk knew the play before Oakland ran it. Incidentally, we gotta get we gotta get Hawk on at some point. 
know like, we've been working on that. <laughs> what what scouting? Like, wow, super impressive. He's like, yeah, watch this. This is what's gonna happen. Like, take take a couple minutes out of your day and just go appreciate Hawk for a minute because. I was blown away, like as a former coach, just him going, knowing Campy so well. He knew the out of bounds play, and he was right, and everything went perfect except for the clock operator started the clock wrong, and they brought the play back, play back, and and oh my god, what a painful last like probably five ten minutes of real time for Oakland. You had Jalen Moore picking up a a ridiculous but stupid technical, or a stupid foul after after a bad technical. Jalen Moore had a bad weekend. I don't care what the numbers might say. The stats, yeah, you look at the box score, yeah. you're like, okay. They really, yeah. That the, the one thing I did see defensively for Cleveland State is they they made the that entire weekend miserable for Jalen Moore. They denied him the ball. That was Absolutely. The, that was a clear um, mission for them was to keep the ball out of Jalen Moore's yeah. hands. And they did it, and then Oakland yeah. didn't know what to do. Um, yeah, after after you were Friday, absolutely right. I mean, even. Yeah, and I mean, you, you thought for sure because Zion Young was getting kind of hot on Saturday, and then they decided, "Oh, we're not having any of this." Because <laughs> he, mean, he got a few after a few three uh, three pointers, they're like, "No, you're not doing that again." <laughs> and after after Friday's game, I mean, Camp, Campy took the blame. He said, "I had a terrible game plan. It's not often like I've I've said my things about Greg Campy. I'll continue to have my opinions on him if he if the game has passed him up." But yeah. when I say the game has passed him up, I'm talking about from more of a player management side. He has always been the best X's and O's coach I've watched. It's incredible, you know, the, the stuff he does. On Friday especially, uh, Dennis Gates was the better coach, and that doesn't happen very often in this league or in, in really even out of league where Greg Campy's not the better coach. He might not have the better team, but he's always the better coach, the X's and O's guy. Dennis Gates came into this weekend with a better plan. Incredibly yeah. impressive for him. And he, he outcoached Campy. And that's I'm I'm not blowing smoke. That's that's really impressive. Well, yeah, and I mean, well, we've seen that all season too, where and we've had this conversation about okay, well, Cleveland State doesn't necessarily have the level of talent as everybody else in the conference, but damn if you're gonna get out coached. Uh, damn if he's gonna get, uh, Dennis Gates is gonna get out coached. I was just, so excited gonna- to to watch Cleveland state in person. Cause I've watched them a bunch on, on, on video and all that. And I just couldn't, can't figure out why they're any good. And after watching, <laughs> I mean, after watching them in person on Friday, yeah. I'm still not entirely sure why they're very, they're, there's no player where you're like, wow, he's really good. Tory Patton, yeah. I think at tw- 21 on Friday, yeah, we didn't yes. even, we didn't even realize on the media, on media row. It was like a conversation yeah. after like, how about that Tory Patton 21? We all kind of looked around like, I didn't realize what? it either. I didn't realize it either. I, I was didn't realize Tory Patton had played at the were... game, let alone had 21 points. I was just I was just focused on the fact they were wearing those cursed damn black jerseys again. They could Stop do no wrong, Bob. Doing that. <laughs> they could do no wrong. They played a great weekend. They were really so well coached. Um, I I've talked about this a lot in the games that I've been fortunate to be at is the energy you can get from teams because in an empty arena it makes a difference. Cleveland yeah. State is having a blast. You can tell they like yeah. each other. There's so much energy. I give them a lot of credit. That's a, that's a really really cool team like it's a team i'd want to just be around like i wanted yeah. to go party with cleveland state after like hey are we hanging out like just so much fun no yeah no i mean that's like also yeah, it's crazy it's like yeah go ahead i was gonna say i talked to uh, dennis Gates for a minute after on friday and oh, okay my main thing he i wasn't in his presser but i grabbed him after real quick because i had to just say this to him i've never seen a coach and dennis gates impressed me when we had him on this summer he was just so the way he presents himself he's so smart he's just just really you can tell just someone you want to be around i've never seen a coach get after a referee 
a referee explain something and the coach go, okay, I apologize. And he said those words, I apologize to a, to a ref. And I was like, what, what just happened? Like, <laughs> what is that a thing? Like it blew my mind, but it, you, it is for him. I mean, well, I mean, and we talked about it when we had him on last, uh, during the off season last year. And we talked about it where we see kind of the on court demeanor of these coaches and, it is. It it never has it been more apparent when you see the the on court demeanor of Dennis Gates directly opposite in real time of Greg Campy. It's night and day. And I enjoy them both for very different reasons. <laughs> yeah. One other thing, and by the way, one other thing you did point out. I'm like, yeah. The one th- thing I did see you tweet out that you pointed out is the fact that the fact that you know, while everybody else is like super, you know, super casual, they, they're all business, man. Suits, Apparently, UIC is also all business, but yeah, they. I mean, it was just they're there to take take care of business. What I, you know, we Dennis Gates talked a lot in our when we talked on the um the off season about how serious he takes COVID. Um, yeah. And oh, one absolutely. thing that. One thing I saw from him that I haven't seen from any other coaches is, you know, a lot of the coaches are dropping their mask to yell and then they put it back up, which is kind of counterproductive. But they're worried that their message is going to get lost. Dennis Gates is wearing the clear mask, so you yep. can still see his lips. And I'm like, well, and of he's course, the only one in the league that does that. But why? Yeah. Like, it makes total sense. He, you know, he, I, you know what? Dennis Gates is just a class, class yeah. coach. Like, there's nothing else. I have nothing bad to say about him. I'm still not sure how Cleveland State wins, other than they're just playing a better team game. Than anyone else because yeah. there's nobody on the to, well again they me. have to play the better team game because of the fact that they are i mean again from a talent standpoint you could see you could see the the top of the league like for example a right state has more obviously more of the talent we'll talk about them in a minute to almost to a boring point but cleveland state has to do it with with a team they have to do it. They have all. They have a, a a such a sizable roster that it it's almost incumbent. It's almost by design that they gotta have a they gotta have a roster that's set up for okay. Somebody's fallen off today. Somebody else step up. Well, and the, the the one piece we expected from Cleveland State to lead them from more of like a superstar go to guy kind of standpoint is Al Eichelberger, and it's I. It, it actually pained me to watch it. You 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 feel bad with every every step in in a yeah. jog that he takes. You just you feel bad for the guy. Like I wanted to donate him my knees because you know how good Al Eichelberger is, but he's just not healthy. And I yeah. hope that whatever it is, they can get him I right. Think, he, yeah, he's been issue. He's been. I think his issue, primary issue, has been his foot. Is it his foot? I didn't know foot, knee. What I like. He's just not like it. I feel like I'm watching like late late life Blake Griffin right now. Like almost Greg Odomi. Like. Oh man, like you were so good, you were so dominant, and it's just you've fallen off, and it's because of injury, and that sucks. But, but yeah. you know what? In Cleveland State's defense, they've picked up the slack. You you didn't. You, they just they play a exactly. great team game, and that that travels. That's what's cool. Yeah. They're not waiting on you know someone to get hot from three. It just tra- what they're doing travels well, and they yeah. got blown out early. You know we're gonna keep always hearing from Twitter fans about. You know the forty-point loss to Ohio, which was ugly, and all that. You know the forty-nothing run or whatever. But like, you know yeah. what? They've learned, and this Cleveland State team is well coached, and they play together as a team. And there's nothing more that needs to be said. That's that is Cleveland State, and you know what? They're going to have a lot more success going forward this year with it. Yep, and fourteen wins. Actually, fourteen wins. This is the most Cleveland State has ever had in in the Horizon League. This yep. is the most conference wins they've ever had, and 
if I, again, if you, I, I knew that they were going to be good enough to finish in the upper half of the conference this year. I thought for sure that was going to be the case. I thought, you know, I think they they were in the preseason. They were picked to finish what seventh, I think, by the the official poll. I did not expect that. I I didn't expect them to finish that low. At the same time, I absolutely did not expect them to do as well as they have it. No, that's, so that no. does a major testament to what's going on with them. Um, and still up a game on on Wright State too, which is. Uh, again, we're we're talking about Wright State as if they're not completely dominating everyone still, and they are. I thought for sure that this weekend was going to be like the big test with UIC. No, two no. twenty point, two more twenty point wins. Nothing to see here. Loud and Love getting double doubles. Was four, four players in double figures. All both. Uh, I'm pretty sure both games. Nothing to see here. <laughs> I'll admit I'm 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 ignorant here. Was was UIC um, full strength? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, they were in full, they were full. I think yeah they 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 got all their play they they got all their key pieces back. Yeah. But it's it just has it did not make a difference. Somebody woke all. up the right state beast. I mean, hey, I guess mean, what? I know I know we like to talk about a lot of other players in this league. Loud and Love is still really really good. There's a reason he's been Horizon League Player of the Year before. Yeah. And probably will be again. He's really yeah. good, guys. Like we can talk about a lot of these other things, but but Loud and Love is really good. Yeah, and the funny part is that we've had this discussion about, you know, is he better than you know, is he the even the best player on his team? Right. And we've had that conversation true. about, well, maybe he isn't, but he kill, still keeps putting up, you know, these these monster numbers, especially on the boards. He's um he's second in the entire he's second in the conference in rebounds. Just slightly behind Elijah Goss, and you he's can't deny that. Yeah, and I mean he's not. And the the crazy thing is, half the time he's not playing the entire game. If he play, you know, if he's playing more than twenty five minutes, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah, he. So Wright State's really good. Like that, I still think they're better than Cleveland State, but they've taken a couple more games off this season. And again, I think that's coaching and that's team chemistry it's, and all those insane. things. But. Yeah, and I think team chemistry is important, especially, but you have to look at it from a standpoint of, are you really surprised, especially in the right state? I mean, these are guys who've been playing together for two, three years together, and there hasn't been like some major upheaval, like, oh, I don't know, a coach getting fired in the middle of July. It's just kind of ho-hum boring at this point. Like, yep, just clipping along through the Horizon League and getting ready for a tournament where we got to finish it. Yeah, uh, and I and you know they are still now they are right. State still is a game behind Cleveland State in the standings. But you're kind I don't of, know what the, you're waiting for Cleveland State to realize they're Cleveland State. You know, like all right, we we're a little behind right now, but Cleveland State will remember who I they mean, are. I mean, if we're being honest, if, if it was going to happen any time, I thought for sure it was going to happen this weekend with Oakland. I really did. And it um, almost did twice, but neither time. Yeah. Well, next weekend is going to be even more of an interesting experience because Detroit Mercy, um, they woke up. <laughs> they won seven Man. out of the last eight. And they are rolling. <laughs> you know, obviously, I, I listen to a lot of Greg Campy just based on where I work out of and, and all that. Yeah. But he he said after he didn't want to play Detroit Mercy the, the third and fourth time because no team should be doing that. And he yeah. knew they were going to be good. And afterwards, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if that team runs the table. 
and they're getting pretty damn close. Um, they just basically destroyed Purdue Fort Wayne. I feel bad for Purdue Fort Wayne because it's just the, the the wheels are coming off pretty quickly for them. Um, speaking of playing teams three and four more, uh, four more, uh, two more times, Cleveland State closes out the season at Purdue Fort Wayne, and I would be a little intimidated, but man, they seem to have run out of gas over there, over Fort Wayne. Um, and I mean, it's interesting to see, and it kind of makes me feel good. Not that I, not not a, in a Schadenfreude kind of way, but like. Fort Wayne and Robert Morris are both at the bottom of our league right now, which, I mean, when you get new pe- new kids coming in, that's kind of what you would expect, but that's not what people are predicting. And, you know, I know Robert Morris has had, you know, it's a weird year, but the two new kids, like, it makes you feel a little better. Like, you know, we're better than the Summit League. We're significantly better than, what, the NEC. Like, it yeah. makes you feel okay. I mean, not that, again, not rooting against those guys, but, yeah, Fort Wayne's having a rough go. They, I mean, Oakland took care of business. Detroit yeah. took care of business, and those are two teams in the middle of the league, and uh-huh. th- they weren't really super competitive games in either in any of the four for Fort Wayne. Yeah. It's it's been a, it's been a tough stretch, and I mean it again, really we'll, always, we'll always put and the caveat of oh, it's a COVID year. It's a COVID year for everybody. At some point, you can't use it as that much of an excuse. Everyone's in the same weird situation. Fort Wayne's just having a, a rough stretch, and that's okay. It, you're new, you're new to the league, but yeah. You're, you're, you're getting also, put in your place. At the same time, you're also running into an Oakland team that was doing pretty damn well last weekend. You're run, And you just ran into a Detroit Mercy team that's just been really good. And Antoine Davis, I know we've had a bunch of conversations about Antoine Davis and you know where he stands among the best players in the conference. Um, he must be listening to us because... Has to be. Has Antoine. to be because he, is, he just flipped the switch. He's like... Oh yeah. Okay, Watch Antoine. This. Antoine, I'm talking directly to you. Anybody else listening to the podcast? You can tune off for a second. Antoine Davis. I know you're listening to this. Yes, a month ago I said you were not even a third team All Horizon League player, and I meant it. You are now a first team player. Settle down. We've had enough. You're right. You're really good. We get it. Thank you. Okay, that everyone sounds else. Sounds like something I should be saying because. Detroit Mercy plays Cleveland State next week. Oh, you know, Antoine, are you listening still? Please continue <laughs> crushing people. It's fine. Just light them up. Light them up for 60, buddy. You deserve it. Go go for 70. What would 75 look like? What would that do for you on the scoring list at Detroit Mercy? Go find out. Like, do it. You can, you can do it. It's fine. So, uh, no, you, no, you know, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate you know, the, what you've been doing recently, but please stop doing it at least for one weekend. That would be awesome. The scary thing for Detroit, for everybody else is Detroit Mercy is not just Antoine Davis. Antoine Davis is getting oh, it because he's got the right. other pieces to take the pressure off of him finally. That's right. Because what, what, I think Bo Cool had like, what, 29 on Friday? What the hell is Bo Cool? I mean, dude <laughs> averaged five points at, what, Baptist? Uh, what was it, Cal Baptist? Yeah. Like, Barely was was like a fringe Div One school. He, it's not like he was lighting things up there. And then Bull Bull Cool comes in and goes, "Hey, I've only really got one, maybe a bonus year. We'll see how things play out. I'm gonna be good and show everybody what they've been missing." What? What is this? Like I what? Know. I mean, but, uh, wow. Yeah, great player. He's got <laughs> length. I mean, Noah Waterman. I have to say, you know, I I, I laugh at Carrick. Carrick's a great guy, but Carrick Carrick loves to drink the the Detroit Mercy Kool Aid, and that's fine. But yes. he, you know, they were all really big. Noah Waterman, Noah Waterman, Noah Waterman, Noah. Waterman. I didn't buy it. Noah Waterman's gonna be really good if he can learn to play basketball. Just like they said, he hasn't been playing basketball very long. But yeah. man, the skill set is really good. 
and he's tall. Like, he is. That's true. Like the, this Detroit Mercy team is scary. Chris Brandon showed up and found his role. Oh, I'm going to play a lot of minutes, not follow anybody, and just grab boards and be more athletic than most people on the floor. Cool, I can do that. Oh, and let's and let us not forget about Matt Johnson on Friday, Saturday. Yeah, he got 26, and you know he can shoot. It's a really I good. I know. Team. Yes, and it's a really good team. This is definitely a better team now than when we started out the conference. Absolutely. And I can. Mike Davis isn't a terrible coach. <laughs> like I it might not be my favorite person all the time. I might question some of his tactics and his old school mentality, but he's shown that how he many can time, win. How many times have I told everyone to underestimate Mike Davis at your peril? Yeah. And he's proving me right again. Which might so. be worse than Mike Davis winning, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, seriously, like halfway through this conference season, it was everybody was. I mean, nobody was high on on Detroit Mercy at all. Pitchforks were out. Everybody was losing it, and then they pause for two weeks, come back, and they just they, they're just so much better. Um, I, I don't even know what to say on it, but you know, other than please don't do this good next weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna please. put my. It's been a while since we pulled out the tinfoil hat. I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on. It's been you know. You still still have yours? Ready for this conspiracy theory? Oh, I'm waiting for this. Yes, go on. Detroit Mercy wasn't worried about UIC having COVID. They didn't have COVID within. They just wanted to practice more. Uh, well, and as I a mean, private school, they were able to hide and behind their their private schoolness, and no one can figure out. They just they just had to put their pieces together, and they did. Well, one other thing too. Um, I'm not going to buy that theory, but good I wouldn't nuts. either. I, I just took my hat off. Um, what else? Go ahead. So, but one of the things that also has changed is that they now have another coach on the bench, uh, assistant coach on the bench, and Mark Montgomery, who is who is recently departed from Northern Illinois. So that might be a little bit of an X factor going on in this as well. So. And uh, I, can we can we uh, toot our own horn here for a second? As the Horizon Roundtable is uh, that was Carrick noticed it. They were at at Oakland. That's Carrick right. Was not there. Carrick did. was not there, but he noticed it on TV and he messaged me and Ryan K, who used to write for us. Who we were both at the game. Yes. Ryan got up and walked over to PJ, the uh, SID for Detroit Mercy, and asked, "Hey, who's the coach?" So we didn't recognize him, and he told us. We went, "Oh, so hat tip to, to Carrick for noticing," and. Uh, yeah, that's that's not a, a coincidence that they're getting better. Yeah, that's true. Very true indeed. So yeah, and now they they've kind of catapulted their way into that top four conversation now. Um, <laughs> and, and let's not forget, we also have Northern Kentucky. You know, they they had a couple of uh, they had a couple of short uh, you know obvious issues previously, but you know they're winning. They're winning. You know. They're on a winning streak too. Northern Kentucky is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and again, this is you know, I, I know we've had conversations with with Kyle about this because um, I know he, you know, we're kind of up and down as as it relates. I mean, you're also talking about a team that you're also talking about a team that has you know a it is a really young core with those guys, and again. Which is funny because I think we had 
looked at the roster from this year, uh, John and I did. Um, and as it turns out, I didn't realize this. Northern Kentucky only has one senior this year, and it's Adam Alita. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and so now you have the so so you now have you know Marquez Work, who if he's not the if he's not the freshman of the year this year, what's going on here? He's the freshman of the year. There's there's nobody else. I'm sorry. You know, we have plenty of talented freshmen in this in this league this this year, but none of them are Marquez Warwick. He's going to win freshman of the year. Yep, and I think, I, think we, I think we should all be totally okay with that, if we're being and, honest. I mean, I think the next best would probably be Townsend based on even Horizon League freshman of the year or freshman of the week awards. And yeah. it's not close. Like, that's that's a huge fact. It should. It should be work. Yeah, Exactly. So and you know and it shows because he keeps stepping up every game every game. I mean, if there weren't this many, if I mean he, he you could if there was a down year talent wise for the rest of the league, you could make an argument for him for one of the all conference uh, for the all one of the all conference spots. But the league being as it is, probably not this year. No, I I I have a feeling every team will be given one on of the fifteen spots. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And he's and he's not gonna in in Northern Kentucky is not gonna be one of the teams to get to. Yeah. So um, and now of course now as I mentioned last week I know we I had made a you know the the comment about Milwaukee and you know how, where the other shoe was gonna drop in terms of you know where they're where they were going to come up short again. Um, I think it was this weekend. Um, we also have to talk about the fight. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently there was a fight too. I don't really, I wasn't really paying attention, but evidently, um, evidently there was a, there was a fight. And for reasons that should escape everybody on that team, uh, Courtney Brown Jr. And CJ Wilborn decided to get off the bench to get a part, be a part of the scrum. And dude, you guys can't do that. You can't do that. And naturally, of course, they were ejected because you can't do that. No, that that's not not. That's happen. just that's just dumb. You, Don't do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they ended up losing. Yeah, and they ended up losing. You know, they ended up losing seventy nine sixty five. Of course, they did. Yeah. So I mean, it, it it's crazy because you know you see where Milwaukee is, and you see how Milwaukee, you know. You see where Milwaukee could potentially be situated in this conference, and then every, at the end of every single year, this happens, and I don't know why. <laughs> and it looked, I mean, it, it looked, I mean, from a, and you saw Northern Kentucky, and I thought, I thought really realistically, I thought that Milwaukee and Northern Kentucky matched up really well against each other. Mm-hmm. But that's not, but that's not what happened. I mean, you. Again, you know, Northern Kentucky, they they just had too many guys. You know, they had Adrian Nelson, who basically just sat in the, he just sat, in, he just sat on the boards, and he didn't need to go, he didn't need, need to worry about it. He had fourteen boards, so it it's, was cool. It's he knowing just, your role and and, yeah. and executing it, and and if you have a good coach, that's all you have to do is do your job, stay in your lane, and his lane was grabbing boards, so he did it, and with a good coach and a good system, it works. Cool. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. And you know, in Milwaukee's gonna Milwaukee, and here we are. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm, 
yeah, and I thought for sure that if they were going to get this was this was definitely an opportunity for Milwaukee to to debunk the idea that they were going to have a meltdown and you can't say you you can't get any more meltdowny than bench clearing brawl. <laughs> you just can't. Can we can we avoid junk like that this year more than any any other time? Like it's just it's just stop. Please. We can't even go through. We can't even do like high five lines at the end of a game. Could we? Could we not get in fights? Like it's just what? Stop. Just yeah. stop. Well, what's interesting too, and yeah, and Milwaukee has right state to look forward to next weekend. So. Have fun with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, but to what, yeah, so Northern Kentucky basically, again, they're in the conversation right now. It looks like they're, it looks like they're situated third in the conference right now. Um, I like to get, by, by the way, shout out to the league for not making us wait like two days because usually they do their weekly releases. Um, their weekly recap releases on Wednesdays. And I thought for sure that's when they were going to, you know, put out the weekly rankings with the formula and all that good stuff. I'd like to thank the league for not making us wait two days and posting it on Mondays. Mondays. We'll take Mondays. Thanks for doing us that solid. (laughs) So, but yeah, that's, that's, so I, I expect, I do expect that, that Northern Kentucky will, We'll stay in third. We'll be in third place when those rankings come out this week. I I think it'll be that's my expectation. Cleveland State, Wright State, Northern Kentucky, Detroit Mercy. I think. I think you're at this moment. I think you are correct as well. Oakland, um, Oakland five. Yeah. UIC six, maybe. I'm not. That's where it gets. A, it starts to get a little fuzzy after yeah, all. Yeah, it's that. gonna start getting a little dicey. But yeah, I think North. Yeah, by virtue of the fact that. Yeah, I, I do believe that's going to be the case. Because um, they, they, they are waiting conference more than Mo. mo and you can tell in, in their ranking, your conference play is, is obviously ranked. It, it is a lot more important. But what was interesting, though, is that you had Youngstown State in the initial rankings. They were ranked eighth mm-hmm. initially. But then again, then they also you know swept Robert Morris this weekend with two overtime games and is there another? Is there another team that has, is so unlucky in overtime than Robert Morris? This is the fourth overtime game they've lost this year. Robert Robert Morris is getting a bit of a welcoming to the league, and we kind of talked mentioned this before. I'm in Fort Fort Wayne both, and and yeah. that's okay. I think they're they're going to bounce back. I'm really glad to have them here. I think Andy Tool is a really great coach. Um, yeah. obviously AJ Brahma is is a lot of fun to watch, but I think they're realizing they've got some work to do and that's okay. But you know, for all the hype and I, I bought into it too, that we thought that they were just going to come in and be, you know, a top five team in the league. They're and not. They absolutely not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and um, I know that Youngstown, Youngstown State actually scheduled a non D one team this week. So um, keep an eye on that. Remember. Yeah. That's it. Rochester college. I Rochester university. They're not a college anymore. They're, Rochester they're not university. a college. So oh, I, I got the insight. I'm, 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 I'm a, a row. You fan. I used to be Roco row. You uh, guy because okay. they're right down the school from Oakland. And uh, we Oakland usually plays them every year. Um, yeah. It's usually an early game and yes. usually pretty close. And like, they play and they played horizon league teams before in the past. I know Cleveland State's played them a few times and I know Youngstown State's also played them a few times in the past over the years. Rochester's a very well coached NAIA team. Uh Garth 
Pleasant, I think, or I mean, it might have been the dad, and now the son took over. They've had essentially the same father forever, and then his son took over, and oh yeah, it was Garth was the dad, and Clint I think is the is the son, and um, they're a very good team. They were always well coached, and they play well. I, I didn't see them this year, but keep an eye on that one. Um, you, is best you, week- oh go ahead. We'll see him. You will see him this week, though. Um, well, and the and, best I can figure is Youngstown State wanted another game to get Darius Quisenberry going because we saw we saw the return of Darius Quisenberry this week. Which back, is, yeah. Um, so I'm guessing that they wanted a chance to get him going. Now, yeah. last time they scheduled a random non-div one in the middle of things, they barely played any of their starters. If they do that yeah. again, then I'm just going to really question this. Like, why? What was the I, point I of think, it? I, I do think it's going to be. I think we're going to see. I think this is more of a tune-up for to get Darius quit. Although, if we're being honest, this weekend he didn't seem to have too much of a problem getting reacclimated to the college game. Nope, he seemed the, okay. He seemed okay. And the funny thing is, the um, the Saturday game, he wasn't even the big story there. The big story was Michael Lacuche. 24 yeah. rebounds, which, by the way, I knew it was a Youngstown State Division One record. I did not realize that that is also a Horizon League record. No way. No, look at that. I know. Yeah, of all – yeah, so, yeah. And, I, and again, it, it seems to me that when you, when you look at Youngstown State, Youngstown State is a much better team with, with Darius Quiz and Barry on it. Mm-hmm. Because again, he he allows the ability to stretch the floor. You got you obviously have, you know, you have the inside game. You always have. You got Akuche. You got you obviously have Nas Bohannon. Um, but to have that you know have that you know outside scoring option, which they do with Quisenberry. I think that is an essential piece that they have been missing all season, and it's it, and it, and it's reflected, and they've suffered because of it. Let's let's be honest. Are you really trying to make a point that like 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 it's something profound that the team's uh, the team is better with Darius Quisenberry? No shit, a team is better with Darius Quisenberry. <laughs> He's a great player. I know. Well, I and mean, if, again, and if he's healthy, they can get it, it going. Mm. Yeah. We might we might still see that Youngstown State team we thought we were going to see this year. I I mean, look where they're playing. So aside from the yeah. And we probably will because the next weekend they're playing Purdue for Wayne, and the last game they're playing IUPUI. So yeah, they have the so they absolutely Youngstown State could absolutely positively finish the game winning six straight or seven straight with the with the Rochester game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that that's totally plausible. That's totally within the realm of possibility. We're almost to the point where we sit down and we make a case why we don't want to see any of these teams. Like, if you're rooting yeah. for your team, why you don't want to see any of the other 11 teams in this league. Like, looking down the list, I can't tell you there's a team I'm like, that's who I'd want to most want to play right now. Like, I can come up with reasons I don't want to play any of these teams. Yeah. That's a cool thing for the league. About time. Yeah, I mean, the only team that, far. honestly, if I, yeah, right now, the only team that I'm really not, yeah. Uh, I mean, even IUPUI, IUPUI got the split with uh, Green Bay this weekend. You you want you really want to take your odds against Minette Burke and Goss in a in a no. one one game series? I I don't. I, you I really mean, don't. If I had to pick my poison, maybe that's what I go with, but I'm not sure it is. Unless you have a game plan to neutralize those guys, and by the way, uh, by the way, on Saturday, clearly uh, Green Bay did. Um, but yeah, but you got to. This is 
this is where we're going to be at now. We're going to be where, holy cow, we have all these guys, we have all these teams that are finally getting to where they we expected them to be getting at the beginning of the season. We really are. It's the truth. Yeah. I mean, we're right. seeing what we kind of thought. I mean, the, I mean league, see- yeah. the league is not – here's the thing. Yes, it's a one-bid league because it's not great. But the, yeah. the flip on that is this league isn't bad. No. They've, they've found their way. And if everything sticks together mostly, you know, with this weird COVID year and everyone pretty much comes back, this league could be pretty good next year. Yeah, you are correct. You are absolutely correct. But, you know, you know as well as I do, the second that, you know, the second that we post the net rankings on Monday, it's going to be like, oh, they're so terrible, blah, blah, blah. They're all in the 200s and 300s and whatever. I'm like, yeah. You're beating they up are. each other. That's because they're beating yeah. up each other. That's why. And Sorry, you know what? I'm, if we can sit the entire like one or two teams in the top 100 and everybody else in the in the 200s, I'm okay with that. I'm I, I say hey, well, that's a, if that's we're a pretty being, good if mid-major. We're being honest, there's only going to be one team in the top 100. It's going to be Wright State. I I think Cleveland State maybe if we're lucky can get to the top 150, but it's going to be Wright State in the top 100. Right, but sure. saying, but Cleveland State shouldn't be too far behind. No, they really shouldn't, especially since, especially since you know they just picked up a couple uh, another couple of road wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. It, yeah, but I mean, and last I checked, and unless something has changed significantly in the last year that I'm not aware of, the road wins still count for a lot. I mean, especially when we're talking about the league, whose formula for this entire tournament also. Puts a lot of weight on road wins, correct? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's kind of where we're at. Um, but yeah, I think if there are out of the twelve teams in this conference, ten of them I wouldn't want to play, <laughs> with the noted exception. Uh, and and it, you can make the argument for eleven and twelve because eleven is you know eleven would be Milwaukee and twelve would be Purdue Fort Wayne. You know Purdue Fort Wayne. You know, yeah, they're having a really bad time about it, but they can get they can get going too. They got the pieces to get going. I mean, we've sat here and talked about how great Northern Kentucky is. Didn't Northern Kentucky just lose to Fort Wayne? Hmm, that they did. What, what did they get them both times or just one time? Did they split it or did they get them both? I think I think it was just one time. Okay, but still, like, we know that Fort Wayne's capable. Yeah, exactly. They're just a so, yeah. You could, you could definitely make an argument for all twelve of these teams to say, "Hey, I don't want to play you. Here's why." I think, <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to get to a point where we're going to say, "Yeah, we want to. We don't want to play you. And here's why." Personally, and right now, I think that if I had to pick my poison, I'm going to regret it because this is going to, knowing my luck, this will play out and I'll look stupid. That's how this happens. Uh huh. I would pick a Robert Morris poison. Because you let A.G. Brahma get 60 points and 60 boards, but I don't know if anybody else can contribute. Really? Consistently. Really? I, I think right now, based on what, how they're playing and some of the like, just the little bits we were picking up behind the scenes, I think that would be my poison. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that so? Okay. Again, I, I'll regret it. I know I know how this plays out. I can see it coming, but... I can see it coming too because I know what they I know what they're capable of. Absolutely, I mean, and Andy Tools, hell of absolutely. A I mean, they don't they do have other components to that team besides AJ Brahma. They you know 
if he can get Dante Tracy going, then they, they're good. They got Khalil Spear who could get going too. Um, but you Cam, don't you don't lose eight straight by accident either. Well, that's true as well. But you know, it's, you know, again, again, if I'm not mistaken, four you know, a handful of those games were overtime games too. So oh sure, yeah. I mean, like I said, there's there's a little bit of a luck factor in there too, and they just they just not have they have not been very lucky at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then you know, two of those games were against Wright State. <laughs> I mean, for most of the league, if you get you know two game two losses against Wright State, it's pretty much a given, more or less. <laughs> yeah, if we're being honest. I mean, with Youngstown State, Cleveland State, and Oakland being the noted exceptions, and I'd like to point that. So, so realistically, you still have you still have a right state Northern Kentucky game, uh, two games to go, and you know that Northern Kentucky's going to be up for that game. You know, right state's going to be up for that game. So that one, I think, is going to be as much as right state has been blowing people out. I think that's going to be a good series right there, because yeah. I think both of those teams are going to play up to. What I can only what I consider to be the best rivalry in this conference, and it has been for the last couple of years. Yeah, is you know, yeah, Northern Kentucky is down this year. Obviously, not as low as I thought, but down. Not as low as you thought. They're a top, they're, as of right now, they're a top four team in this conference. I was wrong. I said it. So let's keep saying it. So yeah, I think I I fully believe that that that. That game, those series, those games are going to be as advertised. And of course, not surprising, Wright State and Northern Kentucky will be the last two games, those uh, two games of the conference. So yeah, that's exa- I fully expect to have those that those games. Those games are going to be great. I think those games are definitely not going to be you know blowouts. At least it better not be. It's crazy. It's crazy that things are starting to wind down, but at the same time, it's been a pretty good season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's not like we're. Yeah. That's that's the other thing too. I mean, you know, in years past, we've seen we've seen the teams in the middle and the bottom muddling together, kind of just kind of going through the motions. Blah blah blah. No, that's not what's happening this year. I and I don't know. Maybe it's because of. The, you know, maybe it's because of the way the schedule is situated, and maybe it's because you know, of every crazy thing that's gone on this season. But it seems to me that everybody is really trying, really gunning for each other. The like- competitiveness, I think, this year has been is much, it's much more prominent this year than it has been in years past. I think. Yeah, I mean, has, will it translate into the conference being better next year? I hope so. I would think so. A lot of these guys are going to be back next year. Yeah. If you're not, if you're scheduling, if you're putting together your non-conference schedule, I mean, if you're, do you really want to, or how, how intimidated are you to play a Horizon League team next year? I mean, I know I keep, it's funny because we keep saying this year in and year out. <laughs> Horizon League's going to get better this year. Horizon League's going to be better this year. Well, maybe this will be the, this, this time I one. really mean it. <laughs> But really, this time. Really, this time, for sure. Man, how much Without fun! Doubt. How much fun is Detroit Mercy at Cleveland State this week going to be? Oh my God, that's going to be insane. But uh, of course, then I also have you know after I just 
I regret seeing the Robert Morris words as soon as I say them, and I know that. But then Oakland's at Robert Morris this upcoming week, so that'll look extra Aha. stupid. I'm just yeah. setting myself up for failure. It's, I'm really good at it, apparently. Yeah, you are. So, all right, this is going to wrap it up for us. Um, oh, man, we got a bunch of stuff. So, also, if you missed anything, this is horizonaroundtable.com. Obviously, that's where we're, you know all the podcasts are, all, the, uh, all our content, power rankings, recaps. Team reports, you name it. If you missed anything, by the way, I, we've decided I've we are sign up for the newsletter because I post that every because uh, uh, horizonroundtable.com slash subscribe. Um, sign up for the newsletter because I it will have uh, I'll have links of all the all the content that you missed in the last week. So if you missed anything this week, don't worry, we'll email it to you on Fridays. There you um, go. There you go. See, wish I'd have thought of that. I don't know, a month and a half ago. <laughs> hey, better late than never. I've had that plugin for. I've had that WordPress plugin for newsletter forever, and I just never thought. Oh yeah, what am I going to use it for? Well, perfect. There you go. So, so, so yeah, those that'll that'll be sent out on Friday. So be sure to subscribe to the newsletter. So you know, that way you don't have to feel like you're missing anything. We are playing to your fear of missing out. We're playing to your FOMO. The FOMO is real. FOMO is real. Um, but yeah, horizonroundtable.com. Um, and again, we're wherever we're wherever podcasts are found. So yeah, be sure to subscribe wherever that is, and then you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So until next week, thank you guys for listening.